This is Around the Farm, and I'm your host, Rick Myrup, and today we're going to be talking about all things ag. On tap for our episode this afternoon is digital farm data management and how it can help you to not only manage your operation, but your finances. I've got two guests with me today, one from Conservice, a provider of digital farm management tools, and one from Rabo AgriFinance, a nationwide ag lender. They've recently partnered up, and we'll talk about how together they're taking digital farm data management tools to new places and making it easier than ever to have what you need for your financial farm decisions at your fingertips. Now, I got to warn you folks, the intensity that these two gentlemen bring is overwhelming. There's already been a ton of conversation about who's going to get more words in edgewise, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I'd like to welcome our two guests, Pat Christie from Conservice and Chris Olson from Rabo AgriFinance. Gents, thanks for talking with me today. Pat, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm, I'm, I feel like I have to start off really intense, right? Like, like, super firepower here. Uh, but so myself, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And what that means is uh, I couldn't get a job. So I had to go start a company. And uh, I'm very, very fortunate for the last decade to have spent uh, all my time focused on helping farmers organize data around the farm and turn it into uh, decision-making tools so that they can hopefully make more money and, and provide a place of legacy for the future. And Chris, how about you? Well, for me, my career is a lot less exciting than Pat's. I, uh, Went, grew up on a farm uh, in central Iowa, uh, went to college and started doing ag lending in 1998. And 22 years later, I'm in the same town still doing ag lending. So uh, it's been an exciting journey. I've seen a lot of different transformation in ag, ag lending uh, and just the ag profession in general. Uh, obviously, we're talking about digital uh, data today and how that's transpired and how that's come into ag. But I think just the changes we've seen in agriculture the last 20 years has been exciting we probably see more in the last 10 years than we saw in the previous 50, quite frankly. So, uh, yeah, but my background has always been in farming. Like I said, grew up on a farm and been in ag lending my whole career. So, uh, always looking to try to help find solutions to help farmers uh, just uh, perform better in, in the marketplace. There's so much happening in agriculture, as you guys had just alluded to. So much change, so much new technology coming along that a lot of folks are asking questions about how can this benefit them as they think about their operations moving forward. One topic in particular that's near and dear to you guys' hearts is farm management software. But there's still a lot of farmers out there that are asking questions about how farm management software can help them beyond the paper and pencil that maybe some of them use historically, or even those that have made the jump to spreadsheets. So, Pat, talk to us a little bit about why you think farmers should be using farm management software to help manage their operations. I would say farmers have been using data to their advantage for as long as they've been able to get to it. You know, market pricing, you know, I, I've, farmers are putting satellite stations, DTN terminals in their in their farms to, to, to get a, an advantage in the market, right? How do they get that visibility into what's possible? And over the last, let's call it five to 10 years, the ability to bring technology to the farm in a low cost way in some respects, has made it complicated, right? There's a lot of technology that's now available for farmers to choose from. And not all of it is solving a problem that matters. Um, you know, it's, it's a real challenge and a real opportunity. And I, I think the farmers that are already managing to find every penny they can or to get access to every new market opportunity and to have that 
you know, call it competitive advantage, sustainable competitive advantage. They're the ones that are really seeing how some technology tools are tightening up that advantage. They're either making it easier to get information organized. They're providing insights ahead of everybody else. And those insights can be really varied. Everything from agronomic, weather, markets, operational. And in particular, the whole ecosystem around the farm is just getting more complex. I mean, the regulatory traceability tariff environment, how do, how do you get to market? How do you try to get the profit back into the per acre per bushel price? You know, it's uh, the it's in the single percentages where some of those wins are going to be had. And if technology can be delivered properly, it should be the best weapon the farmer has to really find those profits and, and build for the future. Well, you talk about profitability, and in economic times like this, coming through a harvest uh, that we've just gone through for for many folks that that may either still be in progress or was challenging in terms of the times of the year, profitability really is top of mind for for so many of our listeners out there. You know how can how can farm management software like Conservus really help our listeners to to get a better grasp of their profitability um, and, and ultimately understand how to make better decisions. So much of this comes back to do you know your cost of production? Really understanding your costs ahead of time, planning for profit. And to your point, some farmers may use a spreadsheet, they may use uh, paper, they may have it in their head, but there's a lot of moving parts. And so by being able to put your plan into a system that can be connected to a financial expectation, and then as the year progresses, to know where you sit so you can make changes in real time, not just for yield, but for those profit decisions. And those profit decisions could be, don't do this next activity because the investment doesn't equal a return, the net loss. And it's actually one of the great things about our partnership with climate, for example, because getting data from climate in real time, we bring it into the farmer's system, our system for the farmer, and we translate that back to a cost number. And knowing your costs is a critical part of being able to predict for profits. It's a critical part of being able to market better. It's a critical part of being able to know where your inventories are so that you're putting the right cost in the right field for the right crops for the right reasons. And that ability to bring it all together in one place, it's important. It's also difficult. It takes a lot of what I'll call organized systems to, to give one place, one, one screen, where you can see the connection between agronomics and financials. Yeah, I, I love the discussion around planning for profits. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in the old Vince Lombardi quote, failing to plan is planning to fail, right? And if we don't have a plan for how we're going to be profitable on the front end, it's going to make it relatively challenging to to really achieve that goal as we come through the season. Now, one of the interesting things about Conservus is is your ability to analyze that profitability at the zone level. Talk to us a little bit about how that works and, and how understanding that at a subfield level can benefit the farmer. Yeah, so you know what we've been able to do is uh, take every application record that's been created by FieldView, a machine record that's been created, where we know the variability of the seeding rate, we know the variability of the applications, you know, chemistry, fertilization. And because we have the cost of inputs, and the indirect costs for the farm, so think labor, machinery costs, we actually combine those hard cost numbers and spread it across that acreage 
that machine data acreage. And so if you think about a traditional planted, you know, as planted map or a traditional yield map, it shows you the variability or the consistency across the field. What it doesn't show you is the costs across the field. And so what we've been able to do is associate those costs with every activity and present it in layers. So you can start to drill down and say, okay, here's a yield map. It looks like this field generated a neutral yield. It was relatively uniform across the field. But now let's turn on the cost component. And what's really exciting is when you watch farmers see, you know, they may have done a, a, a two seed varieties in one field. They may have had a different plant population. They may have tried a different nutrition program on different parts of the field. And you can see the places where you were making money and where you were losing money as it relates to yield. So it's that true zone uh, insight that goes beyond what I'd say we traditionally look at, you know, uh, yield productivity by, by recipe, and really gets into productivity by bushel, by acre, on cost and revenue. Yeah, that's that's a huge benefit of the the platform partnership between FieldView and Conservus of not having to do all that manual entry, being able to capture that geospatial data and being able to transfer that over and then apply cost to it. It really can allow uh, our listeners to understand those costs and that profitability at a whole new level. When when you talk with your customers out there, what, what type of accuracy should they be expecting from from these profit projections? It's as accurate as the data that's organized. So when a farmer's using the system with FieldView and Conservice and we're getting all that as-applied data in real time and we've got good costing information, it has a high degree of accuracy. You know, where you, where you run into the potential for um, analysis paralysis is, you know, what did you market your crop at? What is your break-even cost? What is your cost of production? And, you know, I think the real magic here is marrying all the agronomic costs understanding profit by field by zone, and then really mapping that into your expected revenues. So now you can start to get into whole farm profit analysis, not just field, but being able to look at whole farm profit analysis, but at the same time back into which field maybe should I not rent next year? Because when I really look into the the economics of the field, it doesn't make sense. Even though you might say, look, I got a 240 bushel yield off this field. If it's costing you $100 an acre to get there, does that make sense? And so that that starts to really reveal the accuracy of decision-making when you can think about it from a business decision framework. Well, you start to think about having that level of data, having that level of understanding, and how that can bring new opportunities to you. And and Chris, I think this is a good place to, to really check in with you and say, hey, how does having all of this data, um, to be calculating this as you go, how does that help a farmer in terms of some of the discussions that they're having with their lender? And, and how does a lender look at that differently when a farmer is able to, to really have that level of detail and that type of understanding on their break-even and their profitability? I think it's one of the things we oftentimes look at in our conversations with our, with our farmers is, you know, you're looking at some very key components of their balance sheet, specifically their liquidity position. And you look at their liquidity, you're trying to see, okay, what's driving that? That's usually, usually usually profitability. And how can we figure out profitability if we don't really know our cost of production? And, you know, that's one of the things in looking at the conservative platform, I think that's where we, we both agree. And I know Pat said that, I think, two or three times already, is really drilling down understanding uh, the farming costs, what it actually takes to grow that commodity. So, therefore, I can then look at opportunities in the marketplace to sell at a profitable level. So, then you can, you know, you can truly analyze in and look at from a field-by-field level 
and saying, is this field economically, does this field make sense for me to farm? Um, I think that's been a challenge we've had historically is that's oftentimes hard to do by a spreadsheet and a, and a, a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen for that matter. It really depends, you know, I mean, having that data come into you uh, in real time fashion, uh, I, I think is very critical um, to what these what farmers are being asked to provide to their lenders nowadays. Uh, we were asking for more accurate, more concise, more real time information. I mean, you, you mentioned it before. I mean, you get to the end of the growing season now, and I've gone through a very long and wet, har- wet, wet planting season. Harvest is still going on. And now here sometime in the next probably 30, 60, or 90 days, I got to try to reconcile that entire year by memory into a piece of paper or a spreadsheet versus maybe the data being accumulated for the entire year through a platform like Conservus that my machines are giving me the data. And Pat mentioned this at a 99% accuracy level. That's pretty powerful. And it takes a lot of pressure off that producer of providing good, accurate data to their to their business partner, being their banker, uh, to help them make sound financial decisions, whether it be on how many acres they should farm, make an acquisition, whether it be a, a land purchase or an equipment purchase, how that affects their you know their operation, how it adds cost their operation. These are all things that we're having discussions with these farmers on. And I think having that data come into them, you know, from it's already happening today. I mean, the machines are giving us the data. The machines are pulling it off the farm. That's been happening now for several years. And now to capture that at one single source, a, a platform like Conservus, should just make their jobs easier and make them more efficient in what they do. I mean, I've been around doing this for 20-some years, like I said, and farmers love to farm. And at the end of the year, and it's all said and done, one of the most challenging things is sitting down and really trying to reconcile the year. And if we can get a, a platform and a system that can help them do that along the way, I think it just makes their jobs easier, and I think they come to appreciate that. Wait a second. Hold on. You mean you mean farmers don't enjoy sitting there at the table and trying to do calculus about their finances more than actually farming? This, this shocks me. This is this is like a newsflash. Major surprise. I know. Mark this date down. Write it down. It lives in infamy from this day on. Well, hey, compare and contrast a little bit for us. You, you've got experience in the industry from uh, from years past and and where we are today. Uh, give us a little bit of a difference between the the farmer that walks into his lender and and he's not using these digital tools and it's it's more of the paper and pen approach versus the farmer that walks in fully buttoned up having used conservice and uh, and and fed that with field view data throughout the year. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the data elements are the same. I mean, every banker is using the same points of data to make decisions. I think the process just extends itself that much longer when you're going through a, a a paper and uh, pen scenario versus the digital platforms you see today, because you know it's like I said before, it's trying to reconcile that data by memory. What did I actually do back on January fifteenth of two thousand nineteen that could impact my balance sheet or cash flow here at the end of the year? Where if they're getting that data in digitally throughout the year as they're making decisions or operation, it's all been recorded. They're basically running reports that they can hand to their lender to help the lender then make decisions that just speed up the process. I think your turnaround times, efficiency. I think your conversations are different. I believe that instead of trying to do discovery on what they did for the year, you're trying to do a better job of planning and budgeting and forecasting and trying to be a, more of a financial solutions provider and being a, like a financial a partner with them versus just trying to be going through the, the discovery process of what happened over the last 12 months. So when you somehow reconcile uh, your balance sheet and cash flow and then somehow put a projection together for 2020 as we come into the next year. I think that's the very, you know, neat thing about what the conservative platform is. You know, Pat mentioned this too, you know, your planning and budgeting software can all be built right into their system. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, as lenders are looking for cash flow forecasts and things like that, you can start sitting down with your lender and run through scenarios. 
you can go through a lot of paper and a lot of calculator keystrokes trying to run different scenarios on how many acres of crop to plant, what seed varieties to plant, the cost of that seed, your chemical applications, fertilizer applications, versus having the system make a few, you know, little nuanced changes here in, your, in, the, in the data you put in there, and it calculates everything for you. Uh, I think those are the benefits you see. So I think you just become a better banker to that producer by having the data given to you versus trying to discover what the data was for the past 12 months or longer. Hey, Chris, you know, one, one question that I often hear from, from farmers I talk with is, is, hey, should I just start collecting data today and, and use this as my practice moving forward? Or is it worth me going back and pulling all the old data off the equipment or if I've got it saved on the computer somewhere, uploading that back in and, and, and going ahead and using all that historical data as well? So from your perspective, you know, is, there, is there a significant benefit to, to the farmers that are going back putting in that old data and, and using that to power the system so that they've got more of a history and, and a legacy in terms of that data and, and understanding kind of some of the variance that they may see from year to year? I mean, the short answer is yes. I mean, yeah, it may be a little bit of a taxing process to go through and, and rebuild those records in the system. Uh, but I think if you, if you have a common platform you're getting your data from, you're eliminating a, a, one of the risk variables, risk variables of accuracy. And so if you have the data come out of the same system and you can look at that and see the trends based on that data, I think ultimately it benefits you from making decisions in your operation. So, yes, I would say it's, it's beneficial. I think, you know, with, uh, with the, the conservative platform, I know, you know, the partnership there, I know there's, there's people there that can help people do that as well uh, to build those trends, to help you build those forecasts. That way the data starts rolling. And, you know, bankers love data. Uh, we like it. And I know typically if any, any lender is going to ask for usually three years of history. If that three years of history is coming from the same platform, again, it just helps the decision and, and con- the conversation changes. And again, you're looking, you feel a lot more confident with the accuracy of the information you're looking at. Chris, you know, you've, you've got a long legacy in the industry. What, uh, what brought you to your partnership with Conservis and, and what new paths are you starting to be able to forge based on the collaboration that's, that's going to ultimately benefit farmers? That you look at the digital wave coming into farming, and you've seen this coming now maybe four or five years ago. And as Robo Bank and Robo Finance looked at different companies and saw what was coming, I think one of the biggest things that impressed us by Conservice, uh, Pat and his team, is we feel they're very like-minded, the people at Robo. Um, they're trying to find solutions that can benefit farming operations around the world. You know, Conservus has built a platform based on the needs of what farmers are trying to get out of their farm for information. Instead of just dumping a product off the shelf and saying, here, go use this, they built their product based on feedback from the growers. And I think that software is allowing producers to build more comprehensive budgets and crop plans uh, today that they're actually using. Uh, you don't want to dump a millions and millions of dollars into a product that you, you go out and sell that people don't find uh, effective. And I think what they've done, and, and I mean, and we just feel very comfortable with the product and the people there at Conservice, done a good job, you know, putting a product together that... Uh, can benefit the farmer. Um, I said, you know, from a like-minded standpoint, you know, the Robo team is looking at things just like the Conservative team. Conservative team is we're looking for solutions to be beneficial for the farming operation. No, no one lending product fits every farmer's needs, and I think you got to be somewhat customizable in your lending approach and how different things can fit different operations. And I think you know, Conservative has done the same thing, building their software platform. They got a product that you know farmers will use; they're willing to use it. It's not uh, not overcomplicated. Uh, is taking what existing data is coming out their field today and putting it to a readable format that makes sense to them. 
And, you know, we, we saw that and we talked to producers. I mean, Pat and I and others from the, both companies went around and interviewed producers and asked them about the product and asked them about a potential partnership. People were very interested in that partnership. You know, where does it go from here? You know, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes right now on that planning and budgeting software I talked about before. Um, you know, that you can put a comprehensive budget together within the conservative platform today. And that basically is going to be the same probably uh, profit loss projection that a bank is going to look for. We're adding a few tweaks there, you know, and what items do they not have today that we'd want the uh, input from the uh, producer to put in there as well. So at the end of the day, I would say it's a single point of entry for a farming operation to do a, a projection that they can both use for their own benefit to track their progress throughout the year, but also supply it to their lender uh, for a plan for the upcoming time frame. And I think, you know, just with the data that within Conservatives today, you know, the other things we're excited about is, you know, can we get to a point in time where it's real-time information coming into us? So as a farmer comes into the bank and says, hey, I got an opportunity to buy a farm or buy a, uh, buy a, a tractor or a combine, whatever it may be, or I need to increase my operating budget, we can basically do a real-time balance sheet with maybe answering five or six questions because they've been capturing data in the conservative system this whole entire time. So we're very excited where the future is taking uh, both of us. Um, we think the product we're going to be delivering to people, well, they'll find very helpful and very useful and ultimately make them more efficient and hopefully make better decisions in their operations. You know, one of the key things that enables technology like this to work is is the ability to share information and, and be able to, to easily provide that to, to the folks that you're working with and collaborating with to make that data actionable. One of the things we always hear from customers of FieldView is, is that they appreciate the ease with which they can get data into the system and then their ability to move that data from place to place with those that they're sharing with. Pat, it sounds like Conservice has really capitalized on this as well, making it really easy to get data in and out of uh, the Conservice platform. Now, my understanding is that, you know, farmers have absolute control over what they share and with whom in the platform. And we know data privacy is a big issue today. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what kind of control that they'd have using a Conservice system around who'd have access to their data and who that data is shared with? The farmer's data is the farmer's data. We took that stand early on. We think it's really critical to protect which, what could become one of the more valuable assets on that farm over time, right? And so uh, our, our, our stand uh, and our EULA and everything we do is the farmer's data is the farmer's data. Now, to your point, having data without making it useful. So we, we make it easy to share, but it's at the farmer's control. They they control the, the deadlock on that door for sharing data. It's, it's not at our control. And we get a lot of requests from our clients to say, hey, I'm, I want to share this with my landlords. How can I present this information so it's a landlord report? Or how can I present this to our bankers? And it's one of the things that I think early on brought Rambo and Conservatives together. Or how can I present this today, especially? We're working with groups in, the, in kind of the food and ag supply chain where they're coming to the farmers saying, we need to prove out a sustainability practice. You know, how can conservatives enable the farmer to choose what they're going to share in that supply chain? We're big believers. It's the farmer's information. We feel uh, we feel um, obligated. It's an opportunity and obligation to help them protect their their data and put it to work. And we think that's that's resonated back with our clients that they appreciate that that level of uh, integrity in the relationship we're building. I was just going to add one thing there I, uh, along with that. I mean, even through this partnership with Robo Agrofinance and Conservas, the producer still controls whether or not they want to share their data with the bank. 
So that's, they still control that. So I just, I think it's even reiterates the past point that the data is the farmer's data and they have to elect or choose an option to share that data with their lender. It's just not, it's just not given to us because we have a partnership. That's great. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of farmers are, are thinking about data privacy and, and being that transparent and giving them that level of control, I think, gives people a lot of comfort as they start to wade into the waters of some of these digital tools. Now, speaking of wading into the waters, you know, Pat, I've, I've talked with a number of conservist customers out in the countryside, and, and they've started using a verb I've, I've never heard before. They, they're saying things like, did you conservice that? I mean, that's up there with, with Google status. That's like being the Kleenex of, of Kleenexes, right? What, what, what do you and the team think about, uh, about how your customers ha- have really gravitated towards the platform and are, are really making it part of their, their business vernacular? Uh, you know, look, it's, you know, how else can you say it makes a father proud, right? Uh, you know, and it, it takes a lot of time and a, and a long commitment to really build technology that is easy and powerful. You know, we've been doing this for a long time. And I think the fact that we have clients that have made this core to their business, I mean, to be called, you know, don't even be compared to Cleanest or Google. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a reflection of our commitment to the client. And I think, you know, we've all seen this. There's, in our daily lives, in business, personal, and especially on farm, there's a lot of technologies that are trying to get to the farm. But it's more than technology. It's about the people that stand behind it. And I think a lot of what our clients are really resonating to is that we stand beside them every day as they work through their business. And we're always there making it, you know, adapting, learning, building for their needs. And it's, it's just awesome when you have that kind of commitment from your clients. It's the same commitment we have to them. You know, these are, these are times that agriculture is changing quickly, and new tools that are coming into the market are providing new opportunities for efficiency to help folks to make better decisions, to help folks to partner with their, uh, their partners across the farm to a greater level than we've ever seen before. And, and Pat and Chris, you've really highlighted a couple of key areas where an understanding of your profitability, the ability to use that farm management software to truly understand at the subfield level how you're performing, and then how that translates to different conversations that you're going to have with your lender about your finances, the history of that data, the ability to move that around, how that's going to enable you to have those better, deeper conversations. These are really exciting times in agriculture, and it's great to have gentlemen like you, Pat and Chris, that are helping to drive these conversations forward with the farmer's interest in mind. So want to thank you both for taking some time to visit with us around the farm this afternoon. My pleasure. Great conversation. Much appreciated. Yes, my pleasure as well. Thank you for having us on. Hey, and as always, I want to thank our listeners. We appreciate you guys downloading the podcast and listening in and hope that the topics we're bringing you are near and dear to your hearts. As always, this has been Around the Farm, brought to you by Climate Field View. Don't miss any of our episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you want to find your podcasts. And if all else fails, you can find us at www.climate.com. Our best ideas come from you, so don't hesitate. Follow us on Twitter. You can find us with the FieldView Twitter handle. And then hashtag FieldViewATF so we can find your tweets and we'll answer your questions in upcoming episodes. And while you're giving feedback, we wouldn't turn down a five-star review. So if you'll take a moment and put your feedback in, we'd really appreciate that. It's been a blast. And as always, we'll see you around the farm.